0: Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. I am Trevin Stolzfus and I'm here with Justin and Shelly Wampler. You guys have had a heck of a season. It's been and a good season. This has been it's been fun to be a part of it, um, even in the limited time. I mean, this whole thing, uh, the, the shock of you drawing, uh, Justin, you finally drawing your antelope after so many years. And then on top of that... You, me not drawing my deer, <laughs> Avery not drawing her deer, and Shelly, you drawing a deer and an antelope. Yep, got them both. And you guys both killed great, great antelope. And we were fortunate enough to be there with cameras rolling. Absolutely. So that's going to be fun. But this really is a follow-up podcast. Did you ever name that deer?
1: We named it Larry's Buck, didn't
0: we? Larry's Buck. Larry's Buck. Okay. Yep. So if you listen to the earlier uh, podcasts, Wyoming. I will actually look up and see what podcast number that is so we can give it to the folks. Um, but if you listen to that, you recognize that although we really concentrated on antelope in early season with the Bows, we found a remarkable, remarkable three point. And um, it was literally hanging out down by where the blockhouse where Larry stays. And
2: um, Larry had watched him, I guess, most
0: of the summer, isn't that right? Sounds that way, yeah.
2: Yeah, most of the summer. He uh, watched him almost every single night. And uh, we'll put some pictures up of him.
0: Uh, We've got some great footage. We we even took some great pictures of him (laughs) in velvet in the willows and where he lived. And he was really – he probably – He's probably a mule deer, at least in my experience. One of the mule deer I've seen that acted more like a whitetail than he mm-hmm. did a mule deer, yeah. and the fact that his home turf was pretty small. Yeah, he never would make the long trek, which was what a mile, mile and a half, over to the uh, alfalfa mm-hmm. pivots, like all the other deer would do. He would stay right there. Um, so let's. I'm going to have you guys kind of take us from when you left early September take us through how this all We, we, we I think we talked about in the last, the last podcast that you were going to try and come back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well I want to set the stage a little too you, you kind of alluded to it a second ago but you know here we are talking about this follow up on this deer but we both drew those antelope tags. When we went into that hunt I had both tags but I was completely ready to eat the deer tag to focus on the potential of antelope that they had there. And we so right. we talked about that a little bit in the last podcast. Which
0: was episode 55. Okay. So people can go back and <laughs> actually 54 and 55 because we go, you killed you killed yours first and then you killed yours. So yeah, right. yeah. It, this area is so hard to draw. It's probably one of the premier uh, trophy uh, antelope buck yeah. areas in Wyoming. So it's really hard to draw.
1: Yeah.
0: And let's be honest, the Split Rock, I don't know how big that unit is, but 95% of the antelope are on this. So the antelope
2: right there, so probably winter range. I bet there's 600 plus. Oh yeah, That yeah. would so, guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she said, uh, we weren't even thinking about deer hmm. at all. It was I finally drew antelope. She's like, "Holy cow! How did I draw the antelope?" Yeah, tag? Right.
0: yeah. That was what was so <laughs> unique because right. you had <clears throat> half the points he did. Yeah, yeah, and you drew, yeah. And yeah. he'd been
1: chasing it for seven years. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the, for me to draw it, that was the focus. Right. Like, I mean, I may never draw this tag again. Right. I'd shot uh, two nice deer the last couple of years out there. So I was, I was comfortable with just focusing on antelope. But if I had a chance to hunt deer, great. But then yeah. there was this deer.
2: <laughs> and then Q, we alluded that we were going to not worry about the deer tag, potentially just eat it, and we'd be fine with that. And then he sends over a picture (laughs) of this giant three-point velvet. And, yeah, he was a monster, and it was like, oh, maybe we should pursue this. (laughs) Well, and I remember once
0: we had antelope down, it was game on. Yeah. But it didn't work. And that that was okay. You were actually okay with that. You, we kicked around the idea of maybe coming back, but Q has a business to run, right. and he's gonna, you know. So it was all about how can we work around Q's schedule, and if Q had another yeah. paying cl- client that was going to come in, then he would have an opportunity. But that buck disappeared.
1: He completely disappeared. We didn't even see him that last day. So if you go back and listen to the other podcast, we lost him the last day. We got a little aggressive. Maybe we we bumped him. Maybe we didn't. But he I don't just, think we bumped him. He was oh. just
0: gone i I, yeah. I think when you when, two weeks. When, when we got aggressive you guys pushed through there i believe that buck was in there
1: i think so too and yeah. he
0: stayed yeah and then the moment we left he said i am out of here yeah yeah because
2: larry didn't see him for
1: What almost a weeks, month
2: two weeks was it two, was weeks? two weeks it was two weeks they didn't get even a glimpse of him and even when after two weeks they saw him it was like this last minute <laughs> glimpse of him before dark.
1: Yeah. Q finally sent and us a then, picture and it was like an antler through the bushes. And I was like, that's not <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. right. <clears throat> yeah. Well, so I know we were going to try. I say we, because I think Garrett or somebody was going to try and accompany mm-hmm. you so we could get the final opportunity on this buck. Cause I think we could have, if we would have had more time and would have done it differently Cause we ran out of time yeah we probably you probably could have killed that buck with a bow but we were going to c- try and come back it just didn't work with the schedules right and then when their season closed of course in wyoming you draw a tag it's a tag for any open legal weapon and um i think all of us are in agreement that there is uh, maybe when I was younger, I thought, you know, if you don't bow hunt, then you know. Maybe I was a little bit of that. There's a little bit of arrogance here. <laughs> yeah. I'm way past that. <laughs> I am so way past. Especially oh, yeah. having a daughter and the fun. I I forgot how dadgum fun it yeah. is to rifle
1: hunt. Yeah. it's funny you say that because I was, I was kind of in the same boat. it had been a long time since I had rifle hunted, and I don't, I don't know whatever stigma it is that I had my, my head. That I was battling that a little bit. Yeah. To come I, I, back and I, I have caught
0: myself doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I remember sitting. Now, matter of fact, it was at Cuse and I had come back. I had it was that year I had antelope, deer and elk, and I mm-hmm. was going to try and kill them all. And the elk really hadn't moved in there yet. And here I am. It's it's October and I'm walking around, glassing for elk, and I got a rifle and, and I I felt like. This isn't right. And then I yeah. sat down and I thought about it. And I said, well, of course it's right. Yeah. You know, any legal method of, of, of take is is completely right. Mm-hmm. And does it give you some advantages? I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but let's be honest. It's not a gimme. Yeah. No. You still got to
2: hunt. As a bow hunter, you think that the whole time you're hunting archery season, you're like, oh, if I had a rifle, oh, I'd be done already if right, I had a rifle. Right, right. You go back during your rifle season and you're like, what's going on like <laughs> right, right. why can't i find the animals <laughs> right right exactly i got within 80 90 100 yards 10 times during bow season but rifle comes around and it's right. like 600 and they're poof, right. see ya <laughs> yeah, exactly Like exactly right. they know
0: they can read a calendar um, so uh, shelly take me through how you guys ended up deciding on when to come back out
1: I, to be honest, it was schedules. It was when did Q have time? When did we have time? When did everybody have time? I mean, it, like you said, Q has a business to run. And he was offering an opportunity that really doesn't happen. You know, here we were. He said, yeah, we'll, we'll make this happen if you can come back and, and we can squeeze it in. We'll We'll do this. And so we talked to him back and forth a number of times until we found that that weekend that magical weekend that we could all make it happen and Garrett was free yeah Garrett 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 was free free. to
2: run camera well it worked out this year too um like you said you didn't draw the deer tag Avery didn't draw the deer tag no one else did either so cute did he a bunch of of he had he was supposed to have one deer hunter this year on Split Rock and he was a guide I believe in BC and last minute, it turned out, he's like, I am too busy. I can't make it. So he had zero deer hunters there for archery rifle. Oh. Or I mean, for, for, rifle, for deer, rifle deer and Split Rock. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, and Q told us as soon as he called, and he's like, you've got to get out here. He goes, yeah. you don't have a choice. You're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So he goes, we've got to put this thing on the ground. He said, he's um. too he's too big. He's too old. He said, we've, we've got to do something. So... And with rifle season, I think it ran like the 15th through the 20th. So there wasn't a big window either. Mm -mm. And we decided, and of course it turned out to, I was on call at work that weekend. (laughs) So we drove up right in the middle of the week. We're like, all right, if he's still in the same spot with a rifle, I think we can get this done pretty quick. (laughs) Did you ever think about trying to get him with a bow?
1: I did. I brought it. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you know, so I uh, what yeah. I envisioned <laughs> if it was me and I had Justin behind me, Justin have a sh- rifle over his <laughs> shoulder, and I'd have a bow in my hand. But then again,
2: you are also short on time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Yeah. And Q, of course, Q's a guide.
1: And he's a rifle. Q's,
2: <laughs> Q's job is to put animals on the ground. <laughs> right. And if it's easier. That's the way you're gonna do it. <laughs>
1: right. He and, respects
2: what we want to do, but Right. Yeah. But he's like and he he had the itch too. He yeah, really he wanted to get this deer on the ground. But so. he knew
1: what we thought we should have known. You can't get that close to this deer. Didn't
0: right. Care. This is a, was a unique deer. We yeah. have we have pulled some rabbits out of our hat on that place. Yeah. But this deer wa- knew his little 60-acre patch of grass and willows right there by the creek. He knew his escape. I mean, he knew his hidey holes. So it was one of those things that, okay, it's different if you got a deer like we're normally used to, where deer are traveling from their bedding to their Mm -hmm. feeding. Mm -hmm. He's taking a step out of cover, feeding right there, going right back in. Exactly.
1: And maybe his step might be an ear or the nose. He's not – even when we saw him, he wasn't just – coming out into the open he just kind of stayed in those willows and mm-hmm. milled around now and
0: you could see from his neck up when, yeah. we, when we were watching you and i were talking about what if we could get to that little bush <laughs> right there but even if we did i don't know that we could have snuck an arrow in there it because it was, it was so thick, thick. It was
2: very yeah. thick in there. so
0: very admirable <clears throat> adversary absolutely huge biggest three-point i've ever seen in my beautiful life beautiful deer um, and I see, I mean, he does have a kicker on that one side, so I guess you could call him a four by three. But for me, he's a typical he's three frame three, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: and a gorgeous deer. Yeah. Gorgeous, well, deer. Then on top of that. We get back there, and now all of a sudden, he's got 20 does. Really? Oh, they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and he was he only had him. like four or five,
1: uh, yeah. and, and they weren't yeah.
2: with him, they were just in the area. I oh, know when when we ended up taking her, she ended up taking him down. He had 15 20 does all within 40 yards of him. Wow. And they were all right there. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> A lot of eyes. So take me through that. So you guys show up.
0: Um did you go up like an afternoon, get there in the evening? Did you get him located then or was d- it too dark?
1: We didn't. We got there right at dark. Uh, you know, you, enough that you could still see where he was at and we looked and looked and looked and looked. And I think he did finally pop out like right at dark. He
2: did. We got kind there of... probably right at sunset. Mm-hmm. So we had that last 30 minutes right. when we, I mean, we pulled right up and we're still in the truck and glassing for the last possible light that we have. And we're looking and we're looking and we can't find him. And to, to step back a little bit. So he finally reappeared a few days before we were set to go up there. Um, Larry and another uh, ranch hand that was up there helping Q actually spotted him. He was starting to move back and forth between the house and the willows again. Like he and did in early uh, late August, early September. Yep. yep. And uh, it was very, very, very last light. I mean, silhouette. Was all you're seeing through the mm. binos and spotter, and you're seeing him come out of the willows. I mean, past shooting light for sure. Right. But we knew it was him because I mean, you've got <laughs> tree branches sticking out the right. side of this deer, and we just knew it was him. So, and he had come out and headed towards the house. There's a bunch of corrals and fencing and stuff where they used to have cattle, and he'd come up in there and he'd he'd feed in there at, at dark, from what it looked like, and watched him as long as we possibly could and then it got dark and we left so
0: so making yeah, a game plan it's, for it's next, next morning next morning mm-hmm. you know he's in there that's that's got to feel good going to bed that night knowing he's in there
1: well and maybe he's close like for me you know right. now we've got different still opportunities clinging, still clinging on <laughs> okay maybe i
0: get by those corrals right? and yeah. set up and set an ambush nah. right okay exactly so so that first morning um is larry still around because Larry was involved in this whole deal. Yeah. I mean, he was with us every step of the way
2: when we were hunting in September. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: Larry was with another guy. Okay. They were it, hunting whitetail, I think.
2: It turned out at the last minute, um, it was actually one of Larry's friends that guided him on uh, one of the, the combat, combat Marine 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 outdoors. outdoors. Yeah. And the guy lived in Meeker, and turns out he had a whitetail tag. And somehow they got together, and now Larry's guiding him wow. to shoot a whitetail. That's cool. So it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so he was he was taking him out in the morning, and they were they were going after this twelve point six by six. Was it the one we saw? It was the, the yeah. short time. Oh. Yep. the short one from time, a couple of years ago. Yeah, really cool frame. Um, old buck, yeah, old buck, cool yeah. deer. Um, so he was up and gone early um before dark so he wasn't able to scout out for us or anything but he wasn't there for the hunt but uh they had been seeing him and he saw him the morning before Mm -hmm. and and knew he was coming up into those corrals and closer actually closer to the road and then as soon as it started getting light out he'd boogie right back to those willows so what what was your what was your first uh your plan of attack i mean were you going to set up kind of like what we did And glass, or were you going to stay at the house and glass from the house to the corrals, or what? We went back and forth several times. (laughs) We were like, all right, so maybe we just stay out here on the road and glass until we can see, see where he's at, and then make a game plan. But if he books it from the corrals straight to the willows, we won't have time to set up. No. Um, Because we're still sitting back three, four, five hundred 500 yards trying to glass him just because we don't want to bump him. Right and we're going back and forth and i think i threw it out there I'm like larry lives here he comes out of that house every morning at the crack of dawn and could care less larry sits out here in the driveway and watches him i'm like let's just drive up to the house i mean it'll be early but he's used to seeing that car come through the driveway right so let's just screw it let's go straight to the house and Sit in the truck till we got a little bit of light and then see if we can look out in the fields and the corrals and, and make a game plan from there. Because right. then we'd be closer. We'd have a chance to maybe sneak around the back side. Um, there's a there's a big draw. It's, irrigation it's actually ditch, it? a, a dried up yeah. irrigation ditch right. that you it's can the, drop it's into. It's the one we tried to drop into <clears throat> and sneak up and get around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what we thought. Well, we'll just park back there, get as close as we can with the truck. Cause the truck won't bother him and it's right by the house mm-hmm. and then we can drop into that and we should be within 200 easy
1: but we could get into that irrigation ditch right behind the house without right. being seen and then right head out towards the crowds and the right. willows and right
2: because mm-hmm. right. where he's living is about four four hundred yards yeah. from the house yes yep. and that's what we did i mean it worked out great dropped it in there come around the side we're looking at the corrals looking at the willows nothing
1: no deer
2: We saw a couple does. (laughs) They're standing in the crowd, staring at us, going, Hey, what are you doing? And we're like...
1: He's nowhere to be found.
2: Where's he at? Yeah, I mean, we left him right here last night. From what they've been seeing, he should be right out here and slowly making his way back this direction, and nothing. I mean, we worked all the way up through that irrigation ditch, come out on top, come all the way up to the corrals, overlook that whole pasture, overlook the willows, and we thought, Oh, we're too late. He, he already headed back, back yeah. to the willows before yeah. dark, and yeah. we just missed him.
1: Well, then you run that same mind game: is this huh. enough pressure again? And he's gone to bury him in those willows. Right. Yeah. And so here you are standing up there. And in hindsight, just fun fact: you could not have shot him with a bow, no okay. matter where he was at. Right. Yeah. There's just right. there's no way. It, it,
0: he uh, he definitely had. Not only his escape routes, but he had his travel
2: routes yeah. figured. Oh, absolutely. oh, yeah, he knew. Oh, yeah, and like you said, he never got very far from those willows. Here's mm-hmm. the interesting thing about that deer.
0: He wasn't hunted hard. No, like in years past, remember? Dustin I think Dustin had one, but one it was Yeah, but it yeah. wasn't like he even. I mean, he might have boogered him a little bit, but that compared to something where you know the the old you get out of the truck. You can, if you're in the truck, you're fine. You get out of the truck, and that buck's running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he, he, you know, he he used a different technique of understanding his habitat, his yep. his home, mm-hmm. and he just hung there he knew it. Yep. Okay, so there you are. You don't. He's nowhere to be found. What do you do?
1: Honestly, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> was the was the answer? You're standing there in the crowds, and he's supposed to be there. You know, short of just kind of hanging out and and glassing, there wasn't really a plan B, so to speak. But we went ahead and worked our way through the corrals and back around to the truck, kind of.
2: We actually walked back to the driveway, through the corrals, got in the driveway, and we're all just cameras off, and we're talking. And Q's like, "I, I don't know where he could be. I don't know where he disappeared to. And we're just walking down the driveway back towards the truck in the house. And... I don't know if it was Q or, spider, them. or you spotted him. Yeah. How Where we're like, was What's they? that deer? <laughs> and they actually went to the west. Um back down the creek. Back down the, the other creek. Direction. About down the river, towards the west. Toward that one lone tree. Real, so towards the one lone tree. Real yeah. back close to private. And him and 15, 20 yeah, does
1: bunch of deer down had there.
2: worked their their way back behind the house and probably 300 yards to the west
0: so when you dropped in you're heading east thinking he's gonna you're gonna circle around and he's gonna be right there Mm -hmm. and in fact you could have dropped in and headed west, gone the other direction gone the other direction Mm -hmm.
2: and you would have put yourself which is what we did we jumped out early so we're like all right wait it's just enough to see let's get out there that way when the we got enough shooting light we're already there yeah so when we jumped out it's still pretty dark when hindsight they were right behind us (laughs) When we jumped out of the truck. And they didn't
1: spook. They didn't spook.
2: No. But I don't
1: know where we jumped in and jumped back out. I think there's enough
2: terrain between where they were at. You had some cover. Well, that irrigation ditch, it's not your normal ditch either. I mean, it's... You jump in the bottom of it, and you just stand up and walk down. it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, six pretty, feet deep. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Deep. I, have, I mean it's awesome. I have to have a ladder to get out of it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's definitely, it's definitely good cover. So you, did you go back basically to the same place you got in? Yep. But this time you headed west. Yeah,
1: and there, we knew it was going to curve around. But it was, how long do you stay in it before you pop up and try to get a shot? But yeah, we we jumped right back in that ditch and went the other direction, and got. Right at two hundred yards, and popped up, and we had deer. We literally had deer. There
2: were two does right on the
1: other side of the. We the probably ditch. could have
2: got a little closer, but we got up there, and there's this one fairly big sage bush right on the the top of the ditch, and we look over, and there is a doe and a fawn five yards from us, yeah, on the other side of the ditch, and we're like, that's far enough, <laughs> and Q's like, that's it, get up here. <laughs> And uh, she's like, set up, set up, set up. This is as close as we're going to get. <laughs> he goes, and he ranged it at 193 because Shelly told him, I'm comfortable about 200 yards. He goes, What are you shooting? Millimeters seven millimeters short, mi- Matt. Not,
1: not the 270. Holy moly. I,
0: Holy moly. Uh, yeah. Well, so, so you got plenty of gun there. You oh, got plenty yeah. Gun.
1: Oh, yeah. And the thing is, I'm very comfortable behind rifles I, I right sure lots of experience but i haven't rifle hunted in years so to just go out and you know kind of same thing with archery that last day i told you when we were stalking those deers the smart shots i don't i don't want any any chances here we right. are on last day we all we all have places to be it was kind of that same feeling like no longer am i sitting here with this stigma thinking everybody holding a rifle it, oh, it's easy you get you know 200 yards you kill whatever you want no, I, I definitely have a a comfort range. I I don't want it to be any further than that. They're not as big in the scope as I thought he was going to be. You know, just
0: right. all, all of the realities these, yeah. are mm-hmm.
1: are very much there.
0: So so when you popped out, who talk me through that
2: whole scene? <laughs> so I was in the very back, and I'm going to throw this footnote out. I haven't ran a camera in quite a while, <laughs> um, and I was on the long lens on this one, and. Uh, Garrett was up close and personal and I, I'm gonna throw out a little defense too. He gave me like this midget tripod <laughs> that I don't know where it came from and I'm holding it most of the time because it's, it's too short in to the sit on the ditch. ground mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got record down <laughs> and focus. I'm like, all right, those are the main things. I said, I can see it. I'm in focus. That's always what I've been told. <laughs> Trevin says, make sure you're in focus. Right. <laughs> and, and hit record. And hit record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm in the very back. It's it's Q, Shelley, Garrett, and me. And Q's leading the way. And like we were talking about a second ago, Shelly said, I'm I think I'm good out to two hundred. I want to get two hundred or less. And Q gets up there, he goes, one ninety three. Let's do it. You're within two hundred yards. <laughs> it's you're good. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so she gets up on this and i'm like i'm saying big berm i mean six foot tall so you got to climb up it a little ways and it's sandy and at first she's she's standing got trigger stick and we're filming bog and she's pod, on mean? what's that bog, bog pods that's what i meant bog pods <laughs> and uh
0: <laughs> but you but you see in a situation like that 200 yards for uh experienced rifle hunter is a chip shot
1: yeah, especially yeah. with a
0: seven short mag, right? Mm-hmm. But you're a fool if you have the time and you don't set up t- some type of a aid, a shooting aid. Oh, absolutely! And so you just it, yeah. you're just silly. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I say that because I've rifle hunted here recently and shot a couple of elk in Kentucky because mm-hmm. we just ran out of time during bow season. And I'm telling you what. When your adrenaline spikes oh yeah you can't keep anything in the scope yeah yeah and there's times that I for me I would literally pull off of the scope yeah take a breath and get back up because I couldn't hold the dad gum crosshairs yeah. on them yeah. and there and it would maybe yeah. 200 250 yards yeah. not uh, magnified not that long of a shot so that's smart so you yeah. pop out you get your shooting sticks up you tell us to, sorry I'm keep interrupting no, you're but fine. I'm, but I'm, yeah. I'm 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 I'm, I'm yeah. connecting with you because I no, exactly what I, mean. I don't go out and plunk steel yeah I, yeah. I can't tell you yeah. the last time I practiced target yeah. shooting which is not something I should probably
2: even <laughs> say <laughs> but I shoot a lot of arrows but yeah. you limit yourself and like you said you're not yeah, going to go out and try to it. shoot no. one from 500 yards if you haven't practiced right.
0: but it. shooting a bow shooting a rifle the same processes oh, go absolutely. through Oh, yep. yeah. maintaining yep. that your breath yep. all of that Squeeze. stuff you've got your yep. you you know everything's the same whether i'm shooting that but that's what i learned yep. and and so you're just doing a different trigger mechanism to to release that projectile so okay
1: yeah absolutely well and you know here we are we do have shooting sticks we do have A good setup, besides the two deer that were in our face when we popped up. Now, are they getting boogery? They just kind of milled off. Okay,
0: good. So they didn't sit there and stamp at you.
1: And he's not concerned at all.
0: He's just feeding? He's just feeding, and it's...
1: Kind of back and forth and what he'll turn of,
0: around it, was some in
2: those Just grass. It's just no, grass. wide open oh, grass. This? Right in between the on, ditch and the sage. Oh. So the it's was little bit of grass little bit of a little so and of yeah. and the bit of a
0: little bit of a and bit of a little bit and a so little bit of are little kind bit of a
1: little bit of a little of on the side of a hill at first and this takes me a of on the side of a how long it will show in the in the footage but it it takes me a while because you said I wasn't getting steady at all and I wasn't convinced whether it was just the positioning or so we we readjusted the bipods i I moved I really wanted to lay down but we didn't have everything all ready to go for that but I I stared at him forever through the scope and he'd turn a circle and then i'd get back on him and i'd breathe for a while and he'd turn another circle and this i don't know what everybody else thought but this went on for a significant amount of time
0: (laughs) it was actually quite a while (laughs) (laughs) well i commend you just for the discipline
1: yeah i just
0: you weren't ready that
1: crosshair just moved all over the place i wasn't about to pull the trigger and but i was confident in me like i i know how to shoot and i'm I'm very confident in my shot process that once it's there, I know I can squeeze it off and not, you know, jerk through it. Uh, So I just waited and waited and waited and he wasn't going anywhere. You know, if he had a a
0: good feeling, that
1: was a great feeling because
0: (laughs) it allows you to have that time. Yeah. And that's you can't you can't change it a rush shot is a rush shot but right. when you have time you can still do a rush shot when you have time right because you rush it but when the animals relaxed, it's not a rush yeah. shot then you can take your shot you can go through your shot process up oh, i'm at my i should be pulling the trigger but i'm not on it yep. you back back out you start through the process again. yeah
1: and i bet i bet i started squeezing through the trigger a handful of times yeah. and then he'd move or i'd feel shaky right. You know, so I just took my time, and I feel really good about that. Mm-hmm. And finally, he turned broadside, and things were starting to settle down, and I thought, okay. Just took a deep breath, squeezed through the trigger, and there again, you're not rifle hunting in a while. You always have that that moment of, did I get him? Right. And I watched him through the scope jump up and then kind of nosedive. And in my head, he nosed up into the river, and I thought, "Oh no, where'd he go from there?" <laughs> and Q luckily is much more with it than I was at the moment, and he he started saying that when I needed to reload and we go get another shot in him, and that makes me panic, right? Immediately, right? But it turns out he he nosedived, and that was that
0: was all. Sure, that was where'd that. you hit
1: him? It was just right in the shoulder. Right. Yeah.
0: I'm telling you what, when you shoot a rifle. I mean, as a bow hunter, you're always looking behind the shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you put that high shoulder shot, mm-hmm. they don't go anywhere. Yeah. No. With enough gun, like I was shoot uh, those elk I shot in Kentucky, seven ma- seven millimeter, mm-hmm. and um, high shoulder shot. Yeah. They don't take another step. Yeah. Um, so you had you had was it one of those deals though that the gun surprised you? yeah yeah. And, then, yeah and you know at least at least I do when that happens oh it's a good shot oh absolutely yeah. it's the yeah. same <laughs> thing when you're shooting an arrow yep. and you're like oh that kind of surprised me it went yeah, off good. and you know where your pin was and the arrow's there yep so
1: yeah and I I think what made me nervous well two things one I saw him jump and two Q said reload <laughs> and those those two things before you have a chance to process everything right. you're
2: like <gasps> yeah, what happened wow oh. right
1: you know and but it, we we started out that direction and here again i thought i thought when he nosedived, he went into the river so we're kind of walking through the grass i'm all still nervous because i don't know what i'm expecting and we get within like four or five feet of him and q's like he's right there and i was like oh. <laughs> i'm so i'm looking 100 yards past him waiting to go right. down into the river to find him right. and he's right there and was he
0: as big as you thought holy
1: he was? cow so to give you a little bit of backstory the, really the only pictures we had seen like I said, we're like that little random antler at dark through the through the willows. And I didn't know what to expect. Last time I'd seen him he was in velvet. And the year before he was a he was a neat deer, but he was really thin. Mm-hmm. Just real skinny horns, I think a little bit of nutrition issues. And so I wasn't wasn't even real sure what to think. And I hadn't paid any attention to his rack. The you whole, just
0: knew he was there, that was him. That and was that's him. the one you wanted. Yeah,
1: yeah, so the whole time I was trying to get the crosshairs to settle down i never paid attention to the antlers that just i know better than that <laughs>
2: yeah. well and we'd asked q several times because i mean you know how big deer look when in velvet oh yeah. he have got mass he's huge and i think we asked him is he as impressive hard horned <laughs> as he was in velvet and q's like oh yeah oh yeah he's he's good he said i promise you won't be disappointed yeah. and then we saw him the next morning as soon as we come we were walking back down the drive we put the glasses on him and he's like Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he still is impressive. Nice. But sure. I don't think I even <laughs> processed
1: that. I think I just recognized it was him and it was go time. Right. So it wasn't until I walked up on him that I was like, oh, holy cow, this is a big deer. Big uh, deer. I, I was amazed.
2: And not only antlers and rack, the biggest body deer oh, I have huge. ever seen in my life. Really? I mean. What do you think you weighed uh, on the hoof? Over 300. Mm. Guaranteed, he was yeah. over three hundred. Yeah. I mean, we could. I couldn't. <laughs> so I couldn't budge him. Setting up for pictures, you you know, you get him up there and you prop the legs under him and kind of balance them, make sure they they get up there good. You didn't have to. He was so wide, you put him on his belly and he stayed there. Mm. Wow! That's you gigantic. could take pictures from this side. You could turn his head, take pictures from this side, right. and just belly right. all. Belly. I could stand above him and my legs were spread almost three feet it's apart like crawling down on a bull in a shoe
0: yeah. oh yeah yeah i mean he it's was
2: huge giant deer.
0: What, what, how old do you think that deer is you know uh, the reason i'm asking that is we're sending a lot of the deer like uh, in kansas and stuff like that because you're always looking at especially white tail oh yeah that's a that's three-year-old that's four-year-old yeah that's a that's five-year-old right and that's all assumption. I mean, we go. We know if we have trail camera pictures, we can be pretty accurate. Because mm-hmm. you can definitely tell when they're two, three, four, right. five, six, seven. Now it starts to get, they're just big, mm-hmm. body-wise. Um, but I wonder, you know, so we're sending in these teeth to deer, I think it's called DeerAge.com. Mm-hmm. And you take two teeth, send it
2: in, and they tell you the exact age. I'd be curious to see if that's a six, seven, eight-year-old deer. Q and I talked about it several times. And... I think we kinda of both agreed he was about six and a half. Yeah. 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 Every bit of six and a half, maybe even seven and a half. I mean how'd his teeth look? Big old pot belly, teeth worn down. Worn down, yeah. And but white because all he ate was grass. I mean he he stayed in that <laughs> half mile stretch of, of river bottom his whole life. Right. Never chased anything. The does live there too, so you didn't have to go anywhere during right. Rut either, and he wasn't eating sage, he wasn't eating trees, right. he ate grass, and yeah. But he was, I mean, just huge, he d- he definitely didn't work out. Did you,
0: did you
1: happen
2: to uh put a tape on him? Uh, we put a tape on width,
1: on width. We didn't,
0: what yeah. did he into? How wide was he?
1: 30 and a quarter. Holy
2: moly, yeah. that's wide, got the epic 30
1: the inch, the 30, uh, 30 inch. Yeah.
0: The
2: 30 inch Spread uh, yeah. you know, wow, I don't know. I mean, being a three by, I mean, he probably won't.
1: I score mean, you think better. he's 160?
2: Oh, yeah, I think he's 160, 170. He's, he's probably pushing 170, I yeah. would say. For a three point, that's yeah. that's pretty, pretty, pretty impressive, good. yeah. I want to see his main beam length once we get him back. I want because I mean, he he came out, spread out because actually the 30 inch, I can't remember where the measurement was from, but uh it wasn't i think at the 30 inches was between the two g3s mm. where we got the the, the largest mm-hmm. so i'd be i'd be curious to see where exactly yeah, it was well, at, but i mean he was just impressive
0: <clears throat> i wasn't. remember seeing him just going wow so what did you feel i mean other than relief <laughs> i'm sure i mean you almost kind of closed the the chapter oh yeah um, you know
1: well there were so many feelings because you know like i said I wasn't even sure what to expect walking up on him. Was he still kind of spindly? But I, I, just stood over him in awe, and you know everything from now we shot him with a rifle to what does this deer look like to all these things. And so just standing over him, it's such a magnificent animal. I even looked at Q and I said, you know, I was a little hesitant to come back with a rifle, but I am, I am not disappointed at all. At all. No. And it, you know, no matter what anybody says, it's not easy. It wasn't. A chip shot. We still had to work for it, and and this deer, man, I, I am super proud of this deer. What a way
0: to close, uh, an, a a truly, and I don't use this word often because I think it's overused, but an epic, adventure because of yeah. the fact that this was. I mean, you killed an over eighty-inch antelope. Yours is right, almost at eighty Mine inches. Mine looks
1: nicer. <laughs> okay, but
0: <laughs> then this tag that you were just gonna let yeah. go by the wayside and then to be able to have the history yeah I, to me as i get older i find that that's even more special i don't care what they score yeah but it's i, I want a little age on them mm-hmm. i want to have that history i want to have a story yeah and um you know you you, you didn't have years and years of it but we did have a couple of years we knew that buck was in there. We knew of him, and he's one of the rare mule deer that we saw multiple years. Because mm-hmm. let's be honest, we kill a lot of mule deer out there, and we'll see a good buck or whatever. But it's very rare that then you see him the next year if you don't
2: yeah. if he doesn't get killed. And yeah. That's what's weird out there. That for some reason up at Split Rock they they just disappear. They're almost new deer every, every year. year. And, and, and so you'll see the whitetail.
1: You Again, see the whitetail because they the, won't yeah. leave
2: that river bottom in the feet. But, feed,
0: but, but. It, to me, it, it it it's so remarkable because um, it shows you the difference between whitetail and mule deer. And it's not like every deer we get young deer, new young deer that come in. We do, but you also all of a sudden there's a, that's got to be a four year old dude. That's got to be a five year old big deer. Yeah. never seen him before. Never seen him before. So it makes mm-hmm. me makes me wonder. Um, And it's a whole different podcast on the movement and the migration and how it affects where they end up wintering and where they're going to be in the summer and all these different things. So Mm -hmm. because if, as we know, that's a huge draw with just that ag in the middle of all of that uh, public or uh, not necessarily public. There is some public across the highway, but there's sage and there's, you know, it's just, it's just nothing. Yeah. And then this huge, gorgeous valley draw that. That it's it's got these 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 ag fields. So
1: we talked about the history too. It it was neat to me to see how much healthier this deer looked this year over even when Dustin hunted him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I said, kind of spindly, real light colored antlers in years past, and this year he was just fat and happy. And, Had
2: a really good spring, a yeah. lot of rain. Right. It's unreal. Why I mean, I mean, what how much nature can dictate. The health of an animal. I mean, and the health he has a herd, yeah. and the health of the herd. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he put on 20 inches from last year. Right. Easy. Right.
1: Easy.
0: And it's interesting that as you look at last year and then the year before, we got some rains the year before, but it was always, it was too late mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get that, yeah, what we call exactly. prime forage, yeah. which mm-hmm. is going to be the nutritional base they need as they're growing antlers yeah. or as they're milking you know the fawns right. mm-hmm. the, all of that comes into balance so yeah i mean he could have walked a freaking mile and had some really nutritionist 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 i'm pretty sure i just made that word up. <laughs> a nutritional uh, i mean you know you've got alfalfa yeah. yeah now i don't know the breakdown on that but i would assume it's pretty high protein yeah um but you know it, it, he didn't he stayed right there and, well, and that s- might
1: be why we didn't see maybe the same decline or health differences in those deer that we did him
0: yeah Yeah. that's true that's true interesting it is just interesting and you know we gotta we gotta throw this the the shout out qrs outdoor specialist clinton smith is the man and has been a good friend of ours for many many years and I, I tell people I get calls all the time. You know, hey, uh, who would you suggest? And I'm like, this is the guy. And the reason he's the guy is because he cares. He does like, care. It's mm-hmm. not just a, yeah. okay. Let's get this hunter done so we can go. I mean, he loves the story. He loves being a part of your adventure. Mm-hmm. And and he, of course we've talked about split rock but even the property there in flag creek there in colorado same thing it it brings about something special there's a special historical fact of the property and then on top of that it's just a plethora of of game and um so it's so awesome you know this year q was going six ways of sundays and (laughs) we hunted antelope on our he wasn't with us but we had larry which was great yeah but i like hunting with q me too. And um, so, yeah, if you guys are wanting an outfitter, you're looking for mule deer, you're looking for antelope, you're looking for elk,
1: mountain lion,
0: mountain lion, bears. bears. Yeah, I mean, the Huge guy's a bear. Guy. He's a bear guru. Um, but it, if that's what you're looking, QRSOutdoorSpecialties.com. Um, it, you know, uh, we'll 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 put on the podcast on the website. We'll have a link. To, to his website but check it out I'm just so glad that we were able to come back I mean it would have been yeah. great if you guys had gone back and had this and uh, but at least we got to get on film because I believe that it's, a, it's going to be a three parter because I really believe with all of the stocks and stuff and then the mm-hmm. way the antelope worked out um, the footage on your antelope's not the best that's ever been done but you killed a great antelope yeah. Um, and you know we brought on a bunch of new camera guys and they kind of cut their they, teeth they, yeah yeah which is a great place to do it's it. a good place to oh, do yeah it. Absolutely. Um, and then you know the opportunity you and I had to, uh, to to use what we have wanted to do for years and mm-hmm. we've talked about the tractor <laughs> it was yeah. awesome use the tractor mm-hmm. hang off the side a cow yeah. decoy go in you killed a great antelope and then find this buck
1: yeah
0: I mean just and then then to go back so i'm I'm so glad that the schedules did work out because we were super busy that time of year, as yes. as most people are trying to get footage and stuff like that for shows. But uh, it was awesome. So what's uh, what well, what's next? I mean, now you you guys have killed well, we're two remarkable, now, so <laughs> remarkable antelope, a,
2: amazing mule deer, amazing mule deer. I shot a whitetail in Oklahoma last week. How was that? It was fun. We went back for Thanksgiving.
1: Thanksgiving, air quotes. Thanks for those who can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a holiday. Family time.
2: Family <laughs> time. Well, yeah, family any, time. You up a tree, exactly. Yeah.
1: His brother <laughs> well, was there. When
2: you're from Oklahoma, <laughs> family time is it hunting, is right? Exactly. Yeah. So we go back, and uh, I got a new custom rifle, so I had to break it in, and uh, was able to getting a tree a few days while we were there while we were seeing the family and shot a decent white tail. Good. So it was fun. Um now we're in December, so now it's kind of
1: We had that gear Colorado up for tag the too.
2: Draw again. Yeah.
1: You had that Colorado tag.
2: Oh yeah. We How'd also kind of were
1: too. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: <laughs> Forgot about that one. We went over second season uh me and a few buddies and uh it was actually q hooked us up with this guy we were able to pick up uh, a couple landowner tags um yeah he called me on those and uh and it sounded like a really i just couldn't do it you know but it sounded like a great opportunity it's there's a lot of deer um the thing about that area in rangeley is it's a huge migration area mm. so you rely 100 percent on the weather you, you're exact yeah yeah um second season if you can get some good weather coming in it will push some of those well, deer down it was
0: pretty cr- we had that storm wasn't that second season
2: we had a little bit probably got six or eight inches maybe okay um, but it was right on second season so that that's what triggered some of it so third but season still was probably really good in there third season was really good <laughs> and even fourth season was even better this year yeah um but we got over there had those few landowner tags uh there was three of us all three of us tagged out nothing crazy big like i said um nothing was really coming down yet um shot a decent three by four on the last day hunted hard hunted really hard five days saw tons and tons of does and small bucks and passed this one passed that one day one i i probably passed a Probably 160-inch 4x4, four four. Um, but the whole reason I was over there was kill a big deer. Really? I mean, a big deer. Right. Um, I was willing to do that. It didn't bother me that right. I passed on the 160. You were Even to, on the last day, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd do it again in a right. heartbeat because mm-hmm. I don't know how many times I went in, I shot a deer early, and two or three days later, I'm still helping buddies trying to fill tags, and it's like... There is a monster. If I'd have just waited, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So I held out and shot a, a decent buck on the last day, and it, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Good, good. So,
0: well, guys, thanks for taking the time. I know you guys live uh, up the hill, and and it's you know it was kind of a let's see when we can get the schedule and get together with the busyness before Christmas and all this. And I wanted to lay this podcast down to supplement. Of course, the, the you know podcast 54 and 55, which tells and kind of complete and, and finish this this adventure for people. So um, yeah, that's, that's awesome And when I got the text, <laughs> and I think you guys sent me a teaser, te- teaser pic. Pe- <laughs> you did.
2: She you sent you a teaser pic. Jerks. Pick. Yep. Was it like
1: a nose or something? Yeah, was, well, okay.
2: That's because you started it with my antelope. Oh, that's right. So you sent him I a did. teaser pick of my antelope when we were there in archery. All about that, yeah. And then he gets back over there, and he's, he's like, like oh. no, no, I'm going to send him a pick." <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And then yeah. when I saw the – oh, man, I was like – and and, you know, of course – You have Garrett who is a phenomenal cameraman, photographer and he's taking pictures of this deer and it looks like he's got one of them you know, uh, like a a fisheye lens it or does. something like that because he it looks does. so wide
1: yeah, but look at his body it's not distorted I know. Distorted. It's I know. Not, yeah when i first looked
0: at it i'm like okay this is a trick of do? the camera <laughs> yeah. but it's not, it's not he's that um, wide he's a big dude he's yeah. awesome yeah. well that's awesome okay guys thanks again and uh, as always for you listening we encourage you to to go out and find your wild uh, we hope that Listen to us. You realize you can do this. This is we're not anything special. <laughs> you <laughs> know, just talk. We just you know we just go out and we just you know, do what we do and, and just have a great time and, and we got these memories. So God bless and we'll see you down the trail.